Welcome to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, where our goal is to connect listeners to the great outdoors with hosts Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. I'm host Ben Brandell, owner of Meant to Be Outdoors, instructor of outdoor skills, and passionate about personal growth. I'm host Brian Hoffmeyer, wildlife biologist and avid outdoorsman. Welcome back to another episode of Myth Monday. Ben and Brian here. Got another awesome episode for you. This is one I have been looking forward to. It's about one of my favorite animals in the whole world. Ben, what are we talking about today, buddy? We're talking today about an animal that is Brian's absolute favorite. Yes, it is. He can't get enough of this animal. I think he lives and breeds this animal. For those of you out there that know Brian, it would be the white-tailed deer is his favorite animal. But today's theme is the difference between antlers and horns. Yes, yes, yes. This one. He's giddy over here. He's giddy. This one, this one probably gets me more than most of these myths that we talk about because I hear people that hunt deer, Mm -hmm. people that study deer even, refer to them as horns. And I know sometimes it talk, it will come about by accident. I've even said it by accident before. Yeah, I made a mistake of calling them horns. But you know what I do? I correct it. Correct it. I correct it because it is important to me. So let's be clear just from the very, very beginning with this one. What grows on the head of a male deer is called an antler. Mm-hmm. An antler. It is not a horn. They are very different. Ben, why don't you go through a couple, just a couple of those differences so that we really start to get a picture of what an antler is and what a horn is. Because yes. there are both. There are, there are two yes. very distinct things. You're correct. So with a, a deer... Um, a hooved animal. Uh, help me with the word, Brian. A cervid. Good, because I was going to say COVID, so I'm glad a you COVID. said cervid. Good. <laughs> a, COVID. a cervid. So when we're talking about cervids, we're talking antlers. Yeah. So antlers fall off. Horns do not. Horns stay on all year round. Yes. Also, antlers branch. Right. Horns, I'm going to use the word singular, but they're usually more um, um, straight or bent. Right. Of course... There's always an exception, so I'm going to have to throw an exception at you. You know about pronghorn antelope, right? It's a yeah. common game species here in the West. It's on my bucket list to go out and Me do uh, archery. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I get to do that someday. But pronghorn, they actually um, are not deer, but they do grow from the end of the pedicle and not over the pedicle like most horns. And they also shed them, and they're slightly branching. So it is an exception to that rule a little bit, but that is the only one. They're kind of a weird thing because they're called antelope, and they're not actually antelope. They belong to a family all on their own. So those will just throw people off everywhere. Good point. And if it is not a cervid, then it is not an antler. Correct. And if it's not a bovid, then it is not a horn. So bovids have horns. What's an example of a bovid? Cow. A cow, a goat, sheep. Those types of things. Correct. So when teaching, back in you when we teach the difference between the two, yeah, it's awesome to have like an antler in your hand to, to actually see it, fill it, because an antler is made of, it's bone. Solid bone. Solid bone, which right. I learned this this point from you, and, and this fact has blown my mind ever, ever since you told me. So uh, an antler is the fastest mammalian growing tissue on planet Earth. Correct, up to two inches a day. During oh. this, during the growing season, when they start, you know, kind of in April, around here it's in April, and they grow up to about through August when the testosterone levels. And here being in the Ozarks, yeah, in the Ozarks, horn. Do you hear that? 
That's a common thing that people say all the time. Horn. Around that, when bow season first starts, people start saying, or is he hard horned yet? Is he hard horned? Well, everybody should say no. Right. Because they are antlered. So is he hard antlered yet? I get that it's not an alliteration, so it's not as fun to say, but they're antlers, guys. They fall off their heads. They're made of bone. Um, They're branched. That's another big difference is that they're branched. Um, Also, they have a totally different purpose than a horn. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. The reason a deer, and we're we're talking about all cervids, so anything in the deer family, we're not just talking about white-tailed deer. We're going to refer mostly to that because that's the main deer species we have here in the Ozarks, and that's my favorite one. So we're going <laughs> to stick to that. But there are lots of other deer species, right? Right. Mule deer, sika, moose, elk. Um, for the most part, all the males are the only ones that have those, right? And then when you go to horns. Males and females have them. Like uh, we'll say bison, for example. Males and females both have them. Mm-hmm. The males are going to have larger ones, but they're both going to have them. There is an exception in the deer family. Mm-hmm. What is it? Well, it depends if you're a kid or adult, what, how you're going to call it. I'm going to call it a depends caribou. If you, yeah. It depends if it's Christmas time or... I guess that's true, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, Christmas or not, not kid or Caribou adult. or reindeer. There you go. So a caribou. Yeah both the males and females can actually have antlers. Right. Right. And that's what I keep reminding a lot of people is that an antler means that they shed them. Right. They fall off. They shed them. They completely fall off their head and they grow a new set each year. So there is a pedicle. There is a growth on the skull of a cervid that stays. And then a new growth is going to come from that. And that is the antlers can be covered in velvet. The velvet is going to, it's going to be a, you know, that velvet texture skin over the antler mm-hmm. as it grows. It's going to be supplying all the nutrients and blood that that growth needs until it's done. Then there's going to come a time right before breeding season when the testosterone level on that animal is going to peak. That's going to trigger them to add all the calcium to that. It's going to solidify it. It's going to be a hard antler now. Now they're going to go find something to rub all that velvet off. And you'll even see sometimes if you see a fresh uh, uh, shedding velvet, a buck freshly shedding velvet, you'll see it's bloody. Mm-hmm. Kind of see all the blood and stuff. Kind of gruesome. Look, but it's not hurting them at all, but they are getting that velvet off. They're now hard antlered. They're ready to go show the ladies mm-hmm. what they can do, right? Like, like the workout gym. Mm-hmm. That is the purpose of antlers Pumping and deer. Mm-hmm. It's not for fighting. Will they use them for that? Yes, but the main purpose, the reason they have them, the reason every year they increase in maturity, they grow a bigger set, is to say, I'm the big bad dude, girls. Come to me. Same reason I work out <clears throat> once a week. <laughs> no, I do get a couple more into that, but uh, we we aren't anything to look at. I don't think we need to be out there flexing for anybody. No, I don't need no pumping up no more. <laughs> no, uh, something out with the antlers though that um, it it wasn't a I wasn't asked a lot, but um, like when you go to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, or um, uh, even at some of the museums, anywhere that have the the archways or arches full of yeah. the antlers, you know, um, where they stack them up and make stack a, them an up. arch. Yeah, there's antlers, I believe there's antlers. an area where you can drive underneath them on a highway, and then yeah. there's some walkways and inside museums, a lot of different places. But um, uh, where we used to work, we had one, and a lot of people, I think, think this way, but were maybe too scared to ask or share. And then the ones that were really passionate about the animals were usually the first ones to, to make mm-hmm. the point of, wow, you had to kill a lot. Yeah. You had to kill a lot of animals to get that. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, well, let, let me let me share it with you. Yeah. You know, 
this amount of antlers that we have isn't from harvesting all of those animals. It's, yeah. it's a shed. So they shed them every year. We collect them. Somebody collects them. Um, I think at Jackson Hole, it's like Boy Scouts. I think yeah. they're the well, ones you can, that originally you collected. You can make good money. If you go find elk antlers, you can you can sell them, I think, by the pound. Make some good money. I've known some people that go out every year on public land just trying to find little extra side hustle. Maybe we need to do that. You think so? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe have a little trip out west. Yeah, let's, let's do it. But, you know, that was just uh, another misnomer that she thought that because she's seeing these antlers that yeah. so many deer or elk had to die. Had to die. Yeah. And they don't. Yeah. Well, they will eventually. But yeah. Not for that. Not for that arch. I want to. I want to point out something really important while we're still talking about the antler and the actual shedding process. So, at the end of the the year, at the end of the breeding season. So for us, it's going to be around February, March. Bucks are going to start to shed those. Their testosterone level is going to drop, and there is actually something um, released by that dropping testosterone level called an osteoclast. And that osteoclast is actually going to focus around that attachment point on the pedicle, and it's going to kind of turn that hard bone, the attachment, into kind of a honeycomb and weaken that attachment. Now, some people who really like shed antlers, maybe they want to make their own arch, will utilize something called an antler trap, which is actually a mechanical mechanism. Some people just use wire and then put corn in it, trying to get this deer to get his antlers stuck in it and rip them off. From one biologist to the rest of the world, please never do that. You can okay. actually, if it's not ready to come off on its own, you can actually break a part of their skull off. And most of the time, when part of their skull comes off with that antler, they're going to get a brain abscess and die. And mm-hmm. it's not a fun death. Um, we find skulls out all the time where, where you can clearly see a, a, a brain abscess. So please let them fall off naturally. It is not forced off from fighting. They're not forced off from rubbing or bumping into something. They fall off naturally from a chemical process in the body. Yeah, that's another thing on the antler side. You can actually see one that's been shed versus one that's been cut yeah. or torn. It, yep. On the bottom of a, of a shed antler, it's it's that rounded honeycomb that you're talking about. If it's, it's healthy, yeah. As, as a deer manager, that's a great thing. When you pick one up, the first thing you should do is look at it and see if it's a nice, clean shed. Because mm-hmm. if you know what buck that's from, you're going to kind of know what state his body's in from from how he shed that antler. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we've really dug into antlers a whole lot. Yeah. Let's flip it. What's what's, yeah, what's a, a horn? Yeah, so a horn's hollow. Now, there is going to be a bony protrusion that a horn grows around on a bovid's head, but it's made of a completely different thing. It's made of keratin, right? So what are some other things you think of, Ben, that are made of keratin that we could relate to a, a horn? Yeah, fingernails, hair. Yeah, feathers uh, of a bird even. Yep, yep. Their hooves. Yeah. So keratin is used in mammal bodies for all different things, and that's what a horn is made out of. Another huge difference is that thing is going to continue to grow for their life. It's going to put that keratin on in layers. A lot of species. Um, uh, now, there are injuries and stuff from fighting that cause a horn to break or, or fall off, and that's actually bad because you'll see the blood. There'll be tons of blood there. If you cut one, if you've ever worked cattle mm-hmm. and had to cut horns, they bleed. So there is a blood supply going there, whereas an antler, once that velvet falls off, there's no blood supply to that. Yeah. Uh, but they are hollow, so I don't know if that's where they got the name horn. Because it falls off, you can right. blow it like I mean, you can blow yeah. through it. Yeah, you can. I never was any good at trumpet. That's, <laughs> that was not one of my fortes. <laughs> I wanted to play drums, but they put me on trumpet, so I quit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we better, stick to, we better stick to horns here. So... Um, no, we also said males and females both have them, right? 
The, some, and we talked yes. about the purpose being different. So what is more of a purpose of a horn? Do you know? I don't. What is it? So where an antler is going to be really this display of masculinity, a horn is going to be more of a defense mechanism against predators and then obviously against its own species to fight and to battle out dominance and stuff. But it's not so much this big showy, hey, look at me thing, mm-hmm. which we can you can see that when you look at them, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Something else I wanted to point out while we were talking about both males and females of cows, bison, the bovid family having horns. And I'm we you mentioned that caribou or reindeer, both male and female. I don't want somebody to call me out saying they know about antler does or they have an antler doe on their mm-hmm. property. Mm-hmm. I, I will acknowledge this, and it is rare, but it does happen. But most of the time, um, that's a hermaphrodite. So they'll actually have the male sex organs um, internally, so they're producing enough testosterone because antlers are testosterone-driven. Mm-hmm. They'll actually be producing enough testosterone to produce antlers. But there's usually corks with that. Um, well, a famous one is the cactus buck. I forget how many points it had. It was a crazy... They call it the cactus buck. It was actually a doe, hermaphrodite doe. Mm-hmm. She produced, produced enough testosterone to grow those antlers, but they rarely produce enough to shed the velvet. So a lot of times you'll get crazy-looking racks late into the season that still have velvet on them. Then you want to start looking at the body. Is that the body structure of a doe? And a lot of times it is. Uh, it's going to look like look like a doe, but have these crazy looking antlers. So there are rare exceptions like antler does. I just wanted to clarify that before somebody called me out on it because I know somebody Absolutely. smart would. And another one on the horn side, the the um, the Chadwick ram. You remember the Chadwick ram? I do. Yeah. Chadwick ram. The horns continuously grew, but how they grew was kind of in that um, spiral where yeah. they came back and they actually touched him, touched himself. Yeah. So it kind of stunned him the crazy. growth and, and it seemed to stop some of that growth at some point. But so there's kind of, there's kind of exceptions to a lot of these things that we're talking about on myth Mondays, but mm-hmm. we're talking about generally the rule of thumb is that an antler is going to be on a male mm-hmm. and horns going to be on. on yeah. It. I mean, this myth is mainly about, especially here in the Ozarks, most most of your hunters are going to go out and say, "How big were the horns?" Right. You know, and that and that's really what why I what wanted about to clear rack? this up. Where did that come from? You actually used the term rack just a minute ago. Yeah. On the cactus buck, the rack, and that's a great question. Where did that? I don't even know where that came from. You know, if you look at, you talked about branches. You said antlers were Branched branches. Antlers, yeah. You know, that looks like racks or a rack that you may use to hang something up on. Yeah. Um, so I could see maybe that came, but I love a good antler hat rack but the history side of it i have no idea about a rack maybe it's just one of those things that hunters start just kind of a slang term that kind of stuck i guess right want to end with a couple of those exceptions and and fun facts for you let me ask you a question all right what about a giraffe what about it you ever seen a giraffe uh yeah i have does it have horns it actually does it does it does are you sure about that Uh, yeah as soon as they're born so they're actually when they're born they're going to already be there like just like you already have bones in your legs. They're going to be there, and they're they're not going to go away. So it is uh, – I'm going to say it's more – you'll say you're calling it a horn, a horn we identified as keratin. I'm, I'm going to stop An antler you. we identified as bone. I'm, I'm going to stop so you because I'm going to call it a bone, there. and it's an ossicone. 
an ossicone. Boom. Boom. He Boom. got there. I didn't I did not believe in you getting to that. I got it. It's an ossicone. You're right. I have no idea how you knew that. Aren't they born they're born that way though? They are, and you okay. likened it to like a deer. So it's actually like the pedicle of a deer. So Okay, stop. Tell the people what a pedicle is. I still don't know. So if you take the antlers off of a buck's head, there's still going to be those little knobs that are there. Okay. So if you look at a buck's skull, even after his antlers have fallen off, there's still a couple little knobs there. That That's the pedicle, the bone protrusion that those antlers are going to grow off of. That's what an ossicone is. That's what a giraffe has. So they don't really have horns or antlers. Right. I get you. They have ossicones. It makes sense. It does. Fun little exception there. One more for you before we wrap this up. Oh, you no. ready for this? Yes. You ever heard of a narwhal? Yeah. Are they real? They are very real. What do they look like that's not real? A unicorn? A unicorn, right. (laughs) (laughs) They're the the ones that are real. The narwhals are the real ones. They have a big, huge what on their head. Well, I know this. Are you ready for it? I do know this because I had to teach this a lot. Yeah. So Everyone thinks it's a horn. Right. They actually have two of these. Yeah. One stays in the mouth and Uh the other one comes through the mouth, through the basically through their forehead. Because it's a... It's a tooth. It's an incisor. Yeah. A huge, massive incisor, a tooth. Yep. But it's not a horn or an antler. That's good. That's a really cool exception to that, right? All right. Before we bore you guys too much with all these facts about horns and antlers, we're going to wrap this up. I want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of Myth Monday with Meant to Be Outdoors. Between now and next week, find some time to get outdoors, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, hosted by Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandel. Please help us by subscribing. Also, follow along on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook.